Welcome to episode 88 of Biz Nation. I'm your host, Kerry Zarb. I'm excited to bring you the highlights of episode 39, where I interviewed Tracy Bissett. Tracy shared with us some key tips for business finances and stepping into advice for when clients don't make payments. Here are some of Tracy's words of wisdom. Let's get right into it. So what I typically see is kind of, there's the, the entrepreneurs who do pay attention to the numbers. And then there's kind of two camps of other entrepreneurs. There are those who completely delegate it to their bookkeeper or their accountant, and they think that's that's great. Or they've just got their head kind of in the sand and not paying attention to that at all. And so neither of those is very good uh, because if you set goals for your business, um, the financial piece of it is extremely important and there's no way you're gonna be able to hit those goals without knowing the numbers. And so I really encourage entrepreneurs to take that step to get through that discomfort. Sometimes it's a a fear of being good with numbers. Sometimes they think it's just too complicated. Sometimes it's anxiety, depending on the situation they grew up in their own household around money. Could be a whole bunch of reasons. And sometimes it's really, I don't know where to start. I don't even know the first question I would ever ask. So I'm not gonna open my mouth because I'm gonna seem kind of silly or not very smart. And so, building the confidence early on so that the first steps can be taken. And then entrepreneurs quickly see, you know, I don't need to know all the answers and I can keep asking questions. I can keep building on my knowledge. So I highly recommend that as the owner of the business, if you're the, if you've got partners in the business, everybody be knowledgeable about the numbers, use those financial results um, to drive you towards your goals, use the numbers when you're making decisions and really use the cash flow and access to, um, financing to help be the tool that helps you do that. So you've got a kind of a vehicle to help move your business forward. Well, I think it's certainly important, just like you spend time dedicated to marketing, dedicated to sales, to client delivery, depending on what you're doing. I think it's very important, at least once a month, you're spending time dedicated to the the financial results. I don't think as a business owner, you need to be the one doing the bookkeeping. You can certainly outsource the bookkeeping and then you're looking at the numbers. Okay, what are they saying? How can I now take action to reverse some trends? So on a minimum monthly, we're looking at them. Uh, Ideally, it's weekly and, and maybe it's a half an hour. Uh, very consistently across all industries. It doesn't really matter which industry it is. I would say 85% of those that I work with are not charging correctly for their their product or their service. And so that how that typically shows up is they're not able to get a steady paycheck. There's not enough cash flow. When it's uh, time to pay the employees, people are scrambling, how am I gonna get enough cash together? Maybe they haven't also been able to live up to commitments that they've made to their family, whether it's that vacation, Um, other promises that were made. And so when we start digging into the numbers, we quickly can see how much does it cost to deliver this product or service and um, what is your client paying and and kind of what's left over. And so we think about two different costs when we're thinking about it, the, the things you have to pay because you delivered the product or service and then the overhead. Things like your internet, your insurance, if you have a physical location, your rent, things you've got to pay whether you sell something or not. And so that stuff's typically not covered. And often I hear, well, if I just sell more, it's gonna work out. 
best practice would be if you can't jot down all the costs that go into your, your product or service on a piece of paper, you're probably overthinking it. So we should mm -hmm. be able to get there with a pen and paper and just quickly jot those down. What am I charging? Um, what are the costs and kind of what's left for overhead and, and left for profit? Um, the other thing too is as a service provider, you wanna make sure you're thinking about including your own time. Um, because if you do have plans to grow your business, you're going to have to pay somebody else to do it and they're not going to do it for free or maybe the $5 an hour that your rate works out to be. And so we, we wanna figure out before we start our business, what should we be charging? And then we need to validate it with the market because we need to see, does somebody want what we're selling? Are they willing to pay X amount? Do they see the value in the same way that we do? And so highly encourage using a business plan to get started. So when we do a little bit of testing, um, maybe we need to articulate the value a little bit differently. Maybe people aren't understanding that what we actually have is better than what else is on the market. And so standing behind that and what comes up a lot with that is feelings of negativity around people's self-worth and any kind of negative emotion that's ever come up really around money, like how dare I charge that? Who's going to pay that? All that starts creeping up while we're trying to work on the numbers. So it can be a very uh, complex issue. So if we just keep calm, start with the basics, make sure we're making money on and everything that we're selling, um, then we can grow our business from there. Well, I think anytime you're you're recognizing some emotions around money that you're not enjoying or not being productive, I think you want to pause, observe what's happening, and kind of think back to, to your childhood. What was the situation that was going on? We form our views around money when we're five, six, seven years old, and we probably didn't really know what money was. I told you I loved money when I was that young, but I didn't really know what it was. I just knew what it could get me. There was yelling, there was stress, there was crying in your household. You've probably got some feelings around birth all kind of wrapped up into money. A couple things that can help very uh, tangibly, because I don't think this is something you just will away. Um, certainly practicing gratitude is one of those things that helps us move through. I woke up today, I have food to eat, I can have a shower, I have clothes, I have a home to work from home in. All of those kinds of things, because then we start focusing on the positive. When we focus on our client and what we are able to deliver to them and how we are able to help them, it stops being about us. That is another one that's very important. Um, the other thing, and you've probably heard this before, Carrie, but we're, we're the product of the five people we spend the most amount of time with. Spending time with people who are feeling exactly the same way we are, no wonder we feel this way. And so if we can start spending time with people who are thinking of things from a, a more grateful perspective, who have a more positive outlook, who know how to articulate their value and their worth, we're not trying to gouge clients. We just want to be paid fairly um, for what we are offering and to make sure that we can then provide for ourselves and our families and whoever else. And I highly encourage any business owner to make as much money as you can. And not because I think that we need to be amassing large pools of, of money just for the sake of doing that. But when we start being profitable on a bigger size, because uh, I will often hear, well, I just want to have a small business, mm -hmm. a little, little business, and I want to make a little bit of money and I want to be able to work around my kids' schedules. And, and that's fine. But if you make a little bit more money, then you can actually hire someone in your community or somewhere else virtually to help you. You can actually free up some of your time. You can choose to give away some of your products or services pro bono so that other people can benefit from it who may not be able to afford it. You can volunteer your time. Uh, you can actually make donations to organizations you're really um, passionate about. So I think there's a lot of incentive to make more money because then you can actually share that with others uh, in whatever way that you choose to do that.
So I see that um, very often as small businesses, we um, may not have access to credit, uh, which is is important and, and we may touch on that as well. But when somebody's not paying you and you've already delivered your, your product or service, um, you're not able to probably meet your obligations. Um, I want people to think of when you have money tied up either in accounts receivable, which is that what that is when someone's paying you after the fact, or you have money tied up in product, that's like an investment. It's like we took our money and we put it in a bag on the floor or somewhere else and we can't use it right now. Growth is super hungry, so growth comes typically with, with a lot of that. And, and so then we need to, to frame the discussion, number one, with the client, and we need to think about the processes in our business. Do we just send the invoice and hope people pay? Is that our process? Uh, if we are allowing people to pay us later, we do need to have a follow-up mechanism. Maybe the first time it's an email reminder, the next time it's a phone call, the third time, what else are we gonna be doing? And having an actual process that we follow consistently. Maybe there's a charge if people are over a certain amount late. And it's really gonna depend on how late the payers are gonna be based on the size of the clients you have. If you have another small business owner, probably paying a little bit faster than if you're dealing with some large corporate client who has to get through their whole um, accounts payable system and maybe it's in 45, 60, 70 days. So there's that and then it's how do we broach that conversation. They'll tell me how they'll say to the, the client, you know, hey, just do me a favor. Uh, can you just pay the invoice? I can't make payroll. And that's how they're having that conversation with the client. That's true. And that is their predicament and they're having trouble making payroll. But the actual conversation goes more like, hey, Carrie, I'm so glad that we I was able to help you. Um, I know that you're happy with the service or the product that we gave you. Can we make arrangements today for you to pay that invoice? We, we made an agreement. I've delivered on my side. Really want to see what we can do so that I can get the funds in. So it's more about keeping it very focused on the transaction, less about your insecurities, your shortcomings, things that might be happening to you uh, as the business owner. And a lot of times we take that and we project it out onto people who it's none of their business. And the actual issue is they haven't paid you. Thanks for tuning in to this short, sharp episode. If you'd like to catch the full episode, please head back to episode 39 on this podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Zab, and I'd love to catch up with you on your favourite social media platform. You can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zab, or on my website at kerryzab.com. Music